All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast, Ooh. video podcast. We put it out on audio, too, but you should be watching it on video. Yeah. Bonus thing. Uh, I am comedian Nathan Timmel in Iowa. The guy leaning over is mm. musician Ansar Goodwin in New York City. Mm-hmm. You having problems? Oh, yeah. Ah, I'm good now. You just uh, shadows all over yourself. Oh, man. Just lean in. All you have to do is sit up like a normal person, like a big boy. Ah, getting old. I know. It's so, <laughs> so hard to sit up. uh, Really quickly, before we start chatting, I do want to say this. Um, uh, A couple weeks ago, um, I can't remember the context. I I do sort of, I brought up Malcolm Gladwell. I said that he had talked about, uh, we we talked about uh, alcohol on college campuses. And I said Mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell talked about it on a podcast. I was incorrect. That was actually in his book, Talking to Strangers. So... Mm -hmm. If you listened a couple weeks ago, it was his book, Talking to Strangers, where he talks about the problem with uh, rape and uh, alcohol. And he did it in a very interesting, nuanced, thoughtful way where rape is still rape. And there's also a problem with, you know, if, if a guy takes advantage of a drunk girl, absolutely rape. Two people, both very blackout drunk, two people, it... it there are some people that, that got angry at him and will get angry at me for even repeating it, that if two people are both drunk and neither one is able to make a decision, well, then it's still rape. Then the guy is still wrong. I'm like, as a guy, I'm not sure how I feel about that. As a dad, I'm like, yeah, fuck anyone that you know, would do that to my daughter. Um, he handles it much better than I do. But uh, yeah, so it wasn't a podcast. Yeah. It was a book talking to strangers. Yeah. Um, the next thing, uh, just off the top, is we did something last week. We just we just talked, and I like that. So if you are watching this on Instagram right now, if you're listening, great. If you're watching on YouTube, great, no problem. If you are watching on Instagram, they have a one-hour time limit, so it's just going to end. We're just going to keep talking uh, to a natural conclusion of wherever we are. I'm no longer going to set a timer and cut us off. I'm not saying we're going to put in a four-hour marathon. I'm just saying I'm no longer going to be beholden to Instagram's time limits. I will just uh, I will create a normal video for YouTube and an audio, and then I'll chop it an hour and put that on Instagram. So if you're just starting now, maybe you want to switch over. If you've had enough after an hour, well, there you go. Um, I think that's about it. How are you doing, my friend? You keep sitting back and you're moving on. Why don't you just pick a spot? No. I did. I think this is my spot. I think right. I'm going to sit here. Um, yeah, I, I was just the gallery view, just picking my view. So anyway, I'm good. I'm I'm um, I'm tired just because you you know see all the work in the back. I'm doing a bunch of construction work, and that's yeah. just not my thing. So uh, it's fun and interesting, but it's also exhausting, like to be. Oh yeah ripping down and building up and kind of doing it under tight time constraints, you know, good stuff. So, but I'm lucky in that I have a wife that she, she loves home projects. When we first entered quarantine, actually this, this is me being a good husband this week. Um, <laughs> and I should have been a good husband in the moment. It was only much later that I realized I, I, I could be a better husband. I could always be a better husband, but she, when we went into quarantine and she was bored, she did what almost everybody did. She remodeled our bathroom and not everybody remodeled bathrooms and, and not everybody remodeled our bathroom. 
although everybody should. Anyway, I, I don't know if you heard, you saw lines at Lowe's and Home Depot and all the, so that's what she did. People did things, they did home projects like you're doing. And uh, I didn't know why she was doing it. I'm like, our bathroom is fine. It's just a bathroom, but she wanted it to look different. And she did it and she said, didn't I do a good job? And I went, yeah, looks great. And, and I meant it, but I also didn't care because I didn't understand why she did it. And sometime at this, during this past week, I was in there uh, pooping as one does. And it just dawned on me. I looked around and said, this looks really nice. And I went, I said, look, I know I sort of gave you a half compliment, but you really did do a good job on the bathroom. And she said, thank you. And then I said, I still don't know why you did it, but I will acknowledge <laughs> that you did a great job. Because I don't know, it was a fine bathroom. But she, 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 so I, I, I should compliment easier and more freely and then don't undercut it with a negative comment, but I, I still feel the need to. Guess what I did tonight? What? I had my first comedy show in goddamn forever since March 14th. I, March 14th. I, I, I saw that. I got your text when you said you were, you were coming back. You said you had a show. And I was like, right, I saw that yesterday. And then you said you were coming, but you're yeah. leaving the show. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's virtual. There were actually people there. Socially yep. distanced. It was outside. Was it? it was like uh, you and Katie the other week at the at, at, uh, that yeah. uh, the farms. What was it called? Donaldson. Donaldson Farm. Yeah. Uh, it was just a charity thing. Someone had seen me do a charity show in the past. A couple of them. So he mm -hmm. he said we're raising funds for uh, our friend who is in need. Would you donate your time? And I said absolutely. And that was, it was supposed to happen in May and then COVID. And then it was supposed to happen in June and COVID. And then they just said, August, we're doing it. And they, they just, we did it outside and everybody spaced out and it was yeah. great. And it was a lot of fun and yeah. all the new jokes. Hit. That was awesome. And it was, it was scary because I, I pull up and the first thing I see is a bouncy house and kids running everywhere. I'm like, this was not discussed. Okay. I wasn't <laughs> But I, I told them, I said, I can do a clean show. I'm not worried. And they said, oh, no, you can say whatever you want. And I, I did a mostly clean. I accidentally said fuck once. And uh, uh, not Nathan a big deal. Timmel, then puppet show. <laughs> yeah. They were really happy to have me, though, for two reasons. One, because they were trying to raise money. And two, they said, oh, uh, we're going to have a musician, a guy with a guitar. And uh, um, then you, uh, right after him, and I show up and I see no one. And he goes, yeah, the musician was a no call, no show. He just ditched. So we're mm. glad you're here. I'm like, hey, I said I would be there. So no. They That's didn't. awesome. Yeah. So but, it was really I mean, nice to be on stage. I, I think, I mean, I think it's great. There are people there and you said you tried out new stuff. Stuff I'd only done is the stuff I've written in quarantine. Yeah. So okay. you, you've heard right. it. I bounced it off you because that's, right, that's right. what I do. But that's so, really I was cool. really happy. And I, yeah, I had some, uh, I wasn't going to talk about this. I forgot. It just popped into my head. I, I meant to text you on the side. I meant to tell you this uh, before we recorded. Uh, I got some good news the other day. Um, five of the tracks from my last comedy CD, the one mm -hmm. you produced, uh, just got accepted to be put in rotation on Raw Dog on Sirius XM. I just got nice. a Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean. That's fantastic. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you. It's, it's also like an 80-20 where 80% of me goes, oh, that's awesome. And then 20% goes, why didn't they take the whole album? You know, <laughs> I don't know why I have, to, I have to turn everything negative. Is, is it me or is that human to, to see the dark lining in a very silver cloud? I don't know. I wonder. I, I don't know, but it's not uncommon. 
I'll say that. At least it's 80-20. If I was like, you know, upset they didn't take my whole album, I suppose it is a glass half full argument. And and I I choose to look at it as, you know, 80% full. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you can look at every. I, I was very happy. I was very. I'm still very happy. So it's nice. That's really cool. That's fantastic, man. I mean, I will honestly say that when I got my newest car, it came with three months of Sirius. And when we were out on the road in California, all the cars had Sirius, and it's it's really great. It's amazing. I didn't pay. I don't pay for it. I was like, okay, once the thing laps, I let it go. But I, in in the comedy, the comedy is what I loved it for. The music stations were cool, but it was really the comedy that I really enjoyed it for. And I, I definitely found a handful of people through that that I went to go find on Spotify. You know? Nice. So, My so, wife uh, did renew really it. Cool. She got it free for the three months, and then she mm-hmm. decided. Uh, I mean, she negotiated with them. They they wanted her to buy like the big package. And then she called and said, I'm going to let it lapse. And they said, well, what about that? And she went back and forth. And then she took like their small package for less than they wanted or something. Um, <laughs> it's funny. They negotiate, but I, I like it because, and then she went through and added channels. This was just this week. I was flipping through. I said, hey, you have new channels on there. She's, yeah, I wanted to add some. And I added a couple for you. And I'm flipping through. I'm like, oh, hair metal. I mean, there's a, there's a station called hair metal. <laughs> and they were playing like the crappiest. Uh, oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, let's talk about this oh, quick, awesome. and then we'll get into serious topics. Um, I posted that clip of us of, of me saying yeah. that Motley Crue was the most important hair metal band yeah. of the '80s, uh, yeah. rock band, and uh, I got some good feedback on Facebook. I got some bad feedback mm-hmm. too. We'll talk about that. Uh, people people interacted, so um, I I, uh, I defended myself on Facebook, but I'll put it out here too for anybody that, that remembers it or wanted. Uh, one person said, what about Kiss? Beth was a huge hit for them. And I said, fair point. The problem is it didn't, like Home Sweet Home, it didn't create uh, uh, imitators. I don't know why I couldn't yeah, think it didn't, of that word. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't create a, yeah, it didn't create a movement. Like, I no. think that post-Motley post Crew, everybody had to have a smoking in the Boys Room type anthemic song. Everybody had to have a Home Sweet Home type song. Like there was just a formula. You did this kind, then this kind, then the power ballad. That's what I was just going to say. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it was usually the third. The first one was catchy and you had, like you said, the the anthem. And then the, and and I pointed out to my friend, I said, Kiss didn't inspire a bunch of people to put on makeup. And Beth just inspired Kiss to make Hard Luck Woman. It didn't create. So someone brought up Van Halen and I said, Eddie inspired guitarists, but the band didn't create a movement. No, um, yeah, I mean, like, like nobody, like their use of keyboards, the way they use keyboards in their songs and stuff, like nobody did that, like the way that they did, like nobody wrote tunes, nobody was, not I'll say nobody, but none of the pop guys were playing double bass like that, the, the, the metal, you know what I mean, like, you know, like, yeah, like, Van Halen influenced a lot of guitar players. Maybe David Lee Roth influenced a lot of singers. Like, maybe each one of them influenced a lot of musicians. But I don't know that they influenced a lot of bands that wrote like that. And like maybe, I said... I don't know. And and Roy, uh, our buddy Roy, brought up Judas Priest and said they had done ballads before, too. And, and I said, nobody copied them. And in fact, 
I didn't mention it last time, but Judas Priest was a band that co copied Motley Crue. They rode mm. Harleys on the stage and wore black leather and spikes. And then for Turbo, they glammed up. K.K. Downing got a perm. They started wearing yellow leather and blue leather. I mean, they went glam. It didn't go the other way around. Mm. And right. so it, it, was, it was a neat discussion. And then I had two <laughs> bad ones. I had one guy said, uh, my friend Nick went, uh, you are wrong on so many levels, but at least you tried. I'm like, and you offered nothing. You, you offered nothing. You didn't challenge back. You just said you're wrong. So that's just like a uh-uh. So you lose by not offering anything of substance. You're wrong on so many levels. It makes it sound so serious. Yeah. And then uh, I like this one. My friend Brad uh, went completely off base and went, what about the talking heads? Or something like, no, you're wrong, talking heads. I'm like, okay, that's not metal. But two, talking heads didn't you didn't suddenly have a wave of bands where the singer put on a big oversized suit or did quirky offbeat weird you know like they they, yeah, they were original maybe. i'm not arguing that motley Crue was the most original but i'm arguing that everybody copied them in the metal world nobody really copied the talking heads they couldn't they were too unique yeah i mean that would be a ridiculous statement yeah so, so that's absurd yeah, that's uh, cool. All right, so let's 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 yes. break down something. I don't want to say serious, but uh, we had a couple subjects. You had sent me a couple. Why don't you go first? You you had sent me an article on. Um, oh. I'm already forgetting, so that's why you need to talk about it. Uh, uh, I think I forgot too. Ellen and who else? Ellen and someone else. Oh, J.K. Rowling. Yes, there you go. Uh, the substance of the article, just breeze it over, give me your thoughts, ask me questions, do what you want to do. And let's, uh, let's see where the conversation well, takes us. I mean, it, it was an interesting thing because they both, everybody's arguing that they're like bad people. Uh, didn't we talk about this? Not on, we, we talked about it in private for a second. I said, let's save it okay. for the show. Yeah. The, everybody talks about how they're bad people. Now they're being canceled, even though while they were pretending to be good, they did a lot of quote-unquote good but now somehow because ellen everybody says oh ellen's like this wicked bitch now she's horrible because everything was really fake and it's all coming out now and she's getting canceled left and right and jk rowling said what she said about trans people and every and then she got canceled even though so i guess the question is i remember at the time i had a question now i'm trying to remember what it was and i don't remember I think you said, is it sexism? Because you tried. Oh, is it sexism? Right. Because, like, right. Like, every, I mean, if, I mean, I guess it's partially like when dude, like, everybody knew Sean Penn was a dick. Like, he was punching photographers in the face, right? So nobody cared, right? But, like, if you all, when, if you all of a sudden found out that Will Smith was really an asshole, would you not go to his movies? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, I wonder that like I wonder if we hold women to a different standard of niceness. Do you know what I mean? Like Trump is calling Kamala Harris like nasty and stuff, and and the words that people use to describe women who are assertive or go for things, and maybe have like Ellen's gig is an acting gig. It's legitimately an acting gig. I get that people are upset because she sold niceness and kindness and do nice things for everybody and do this and do that and, and secretly she's a horrible person and so i get it at a, on a certain level people feel like they've been lied to right i heard the say i <laughs> it's like it's like you say the names 
I heard the sudden and you're like, oh god, that person's really powerful. Like, right, like, like you know, on, on this, like, they're people who you just can't talk about. Like, it's funny, you know, not that they're ever going to hear it, but it's it's all it's just funny, like people who I would hesitate to mention who are really uh, assholes, you know what I mean? In real yeah. life versus like, I was like, oh, maybe people don't know that and I should not say that, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I wondered why you started laughing because you caught yourself. I'm like, did I miss something? Yeah. You were, yeah. Oh, no. you, you... <laughs> I was like, um, Well, I think it, okay, yeah. two thoughts. Yeah. I have two thoughts. One, yeah. uh, two men talking to one another Obviously, we, we don't have any place to say what's sexist and what's not because we're not experiencing it. Um, so I'll admit that up front. I, 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 taking a step back and just trying to observe it the best I can, just on Ellen alone, I do believe that it, I don't think she has an acting gig. I think when she was an actress, that's one thing. I think that the talk show was meant to be genuine. And I think that's why people feel betrayed. I am not sure that is sexism. Now, holding a woman to a different standard of niceness, that I'm not ready to get into yet. I'm just saying on, an, on that level, I would say people don't like being lied to. You asked the Will Smith question, and I think, and, and I have no dog in this fight, but I do think it would bother me. Like, not ruin my day, but if I found out that Will Smith was actually a dick, It'd be like, huh, I always liked him. What the fuck? You know, it, it would upset me a little mm -hmm. bit. It would, it would at least give me pause. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying I would be sitting in a theater and if a cool trailer came on, I'd go, well, I'm not going to see it because it's Will Smith. But it might be in the back of my head like, wow, I want to see that. Yeah, I am going to see that. It's too bad he's a dick, if that makes sense. Um, and I think it, it was, as far as I know, a poorly kept secret that she is actually you know, mean that she's a rude person. Yeah, that she's she's, very, she's like, I my understanding, she's horrible. Yeah, she, <laughs> and so horrible. the fact that she used the talk show to say I'm a nice person and everybody dance and get along and be nice to everyone, except not my staffers. I'm going to treat them like shit. There, there was right. one lady that uh, now came out and uh, said the producer it was it was a lady from the audience. I guess she did some audience participation thing, and a producer pulled her inside and said, "Hey, before we start." Don't make eye contact with her and don't be funnier than her. As like, all right, you know, like very protective of her. And and I've I've heard these stories before. So that's just an Ellen thing. But if you want to talk about are women held to a higher standard, I think they are. I think that as far as just being objective in a male, um, I do believe that there is sexism sexism in the fact that um a guy wants something and he's assertive and a woman wants something and she's a bitch. It's, it's right. not fair. I don't agree with it. I am, I do say I observe it. And so, yeah, I don't think it's applicable, applicable in this case, but I would agree that it is a societal problem. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, I would argue, not argue, but I would posit that it's, it's learned behavior, right? Like, I think we just, like, I think there's, people will argue biology all the time, like, men are like this and women are like this. And there are obviously biological differences, right? But I don't know that they account for the behavior as much as some of the social, the socialization does, right? I don't know one way or the other, but my, I think that socialization plays a heavy part in our behavioral routines, you know? But 
I notice in myself, there are times when I notice that my reaction to women mentally, my immediate reaction is more hostile than it would be towards a man sometimes, you know? Like, and I, and then I always catch myself and I go, why would I think that? Like, I literally would go, like, if I think something, if I think some ridiculous thing in my head or something, like, what a bitch or something, I don't know, whatever. I would think, why, why am I thinking that? Like, what is that? Like, I catch myself and I call it out pretty quickly. But I also have been around people who say that shit out loud and they think there's nothing wrong with it. And they also don't think that they're sexist. Do you know what I mean? I do. Like I have... It's an interesting thing, you know, because I try to catch myself, but it's tough. You know? I, I think I'm lucky in that I don't do that. However, if we're confessing to things, I do know I am a horrible person in <laughs> um, aesthetics, like mm-hmm. just judging quickly of, oh, wow, she's beautiful. She's probably dumb. You know, like she probably just right. had everything handed to her because she was beautiful and she skates by on that. Like, uh, right. I, I'm guilty of that. When it comes to having hostile thoughts towards women, you made me think of a comic who I won't name. He's not famous. He can't hurt me, but I have no reason to call him out. There, there's no reason for me to name him. But I've worked with him a bunch of times and we're friendly. And um, I, 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 I noticed that the first time we worked together, and I don't, and it bothered me. And to the point where I, every time I worked with him, I'm like, how do I approach this with him? And finally, I just asked him, I said, hey, um, every time you mention a woman in your act, every single time you call her a bitch. He's like, oh, I don't do it that much. I'm like, well, I counted. You did it eight times within 20 minutes. And it was just little things. And it would always get a laugh. He'd say, I don't want to do any of the jokes because it could get traced back to him. But it, they, even innocuously. It was never like in anger, like, oh, that bitch. It was like, oh, so I did this and the bitch did that. But it was, it was, it was, she was not a woman. She was not. And then Sarah or Lucy or, you know, she was not given, it was always a bitch. And, and I note, and I pointed out to him, he said, I don't do it that often. He said, huh? I said, you did it eight times. Anytime you mentioned a woman, I said, why is that? And he goes, hmm. And then I don't know if he's, I have actually haven't worked with him since I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was just interesting to me that, that, and it got a laugh from the audience. And I always found that disturbing. And I, I would like to hope that he's changed it or hmm. took, cause I, I, and I tried to approach it as delicately as possible, but it, 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 it bothered me that audiences laughed that, it, and it seemed to me that it was something that he may have stumbled across. Like I have a buddy that hmm. uh, I remember this clearly um, in Los Angeles, we, you would do five minute sets. And one day he did a set where bacon, got a big laugh. And I saw him a month later and bacon was in his five minute set four times. Like, and I wondered if that's what my buddy did with bitch. He said bitch at one point and the audience laughed and he went, Ooh, that's a good one. And then he kept pep. I, so I don't know where I'm going with this. I maybe in just, maybe I'm going nowhere other than we are a sexist society, but it, it, it disturbed me that audiences just laughed so easily at that, especially in unnecessary places. Like if you're doing joke where this woman made me very angry. Fuck her. She's a bitch. I can see that. But just the casual, eh, and then the bitch, it, it never sat right with me. So there is, there is a problem. There is a big I mean, problem. I will say two things. I'm just trying to figure out the order. I mean, one is a question, 
and then one is a statement. So I'll say them both and then you can put them together. Do you think that all is fair in love, war, and comedy? Like, do you think that in the pursuit of funny, you should be allowed to say whatever you want to say? Right? That's, that's the first question. And you can answer that really now, and then we'll talk about sure. the second thing. Uh, the answer is yes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, the way I always answered it, answered it is, I don't have a rape joke. I've never written a joke about rape because I'm not sure I could ever find it funny or make it funny. But Nick DiPaolo used to have a rape joke that I thought was hilarious. He said, I saw a 300 pound woman with a rape whistle. I'm like, wow, you have, you have positive thinking. Good for you. Maybe you should carry two rape whistles, one for you and your rapist. I can't believe I'm doing this. Somebody stop me. And I thought it was funny. I would never write it because I, I, I just don't think about rape that way. But if you're going to write about something, you better make sure it's goddamn funny if it's something as horrible. So I think everything is fair. That, that's my first answer. I mean, that, that was the, the thing, like when Don Imus, I think it was Imus, or one of the guys said Nappy something. Nappy-headed hoes? Right. Imus was nappy-headed like, hoes. Right. And it was like, well, and Patrice O'Neill defended him, and he said, well, he's allowed to go for, the, you know, for, he's allowed to try it. You know but what I mean? He being a comedian, or was he being a radio commenter? You know? Was he, I don't was know. I think he's supposed to be a comedian. I no, think that it's so. what, I, mean, I think radio that personality. What, I think it's what uh, what Chappelle said. You get paid for the attempt. <laughs> he said you get paid for the attempt. You know what I mean? It doesn't always work. Sometimes you say something, and he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to be a comedian, but he was trying to be funny, right? Like he was trying to be. He wasn't seriously calling them. He wasn't like, listen, those rushers, those bitches are just a bunch of nappy-headed hoes, and like he he was trying to be funny. You know what right. I mean? And but it wasn't, it wasn't in context. He's not on stage. No. And, and he's and, not a comedian. Right. He's and, a radio and he's personality. Not, and, and he's not funny. Yeah. Right. But I guess the question is, is he allowed to try it in the attempt to be funny? Like, like, are you allowed to do that? Or do you have to actually be a comic to get away with that? Or do regular people get to say, because this is, a you know, in, in the the... So we always end up at this place. Um, race? Are we going to race? It's hilarious. Fucking comical. <laughs> but like, like I try to avoid it. People are like, what do you guys talk about? I'm like, race. And I'm like, well, we both try to avoid it all the time, and we end up back there. But like, I, I hear people saying a lot. To be fair, it's probably better for a black guy and a white guy to talk about race than two guys to be talking about sexism. <laughs> well, no, because I think yes and no. I think. I would disagree with you because I think that that as men we have a unique insight into sexism because I can look at myself and understand and we have to change our behaviors. The, Fair point. The yeah. exact ways we have in which to raise good I can't. Sons. All right, right. Like we talked, you know, like and we talked about this about the woman in California when I watched her perform. Can we talk about this? Yeah, you you I saw like, her and you I I don't like her and then right. you wonder, yeah. And then I and then I I remember looking at the guy who went up before and he had the same qualities and I admired them in him and didn't like them in her. And right. once I looked at her with new eyes, I actually really enjoyed her show and found her to be really amazing and have kind of struck up like a, a working friendship with her. Like, you know, like I really like her. And 
I, I guess had to really catch myself. You know what I mean? My comment would be like two guys uh, dismissing sexism. That would be the. Oh end. yeah, yeah. yeah I think okay, that's so two guys thing. trying to wrap yeah, their like, hands around their own sexist behaviors. Well, All right, fair I mean, enough. Because I think that's I mean, because here's the thing: at the end of the day, this is this is again the Beverly uh, Beverly. Wasn't it uh, D'Angelo? Uh, I was going to say Julie. Right, ha, is that name? Beverly, is it Beverly D'Angelo? Or Beverly Robin? D'Angelo, the actress? No, no, Robin. No, Robin D'Angelo. Oh, okay. Well, oh, white fragility. Uh, white fragility. Oh, right, now she says that like, but like, here's the thing, that to a degree, one of the points she raises is valid, and I will apply it to sexism, right? I believe that I was trained to be this way. I don't think that men are naturally sexist. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think that, but I do think that I grew up in a world watching powerful white men do kind of whatever they wanted to women. You know what I mean? James Bond would smack him around like it was nothing and then grab him and kiss him and they would go, oh, James! You know what I mean? And like, you know, and and then the the Dukes of Hazzard, Knight Rider, fucking, uh, you know, all the way up, you know? Family Family Guy did a great, uh, one of their cutaways on James Bond where it was, have sex with me. No, have sex with me. No, have sex with me. Okay. He's like, remember guys, 10 no's and a yes is still a yes. Or so, I might not be getting it right, but it, you know, like it was legit sexual <laughs> right, harassment exactly. and it was like mainstream exactly. entertainment. Right. And we all watched it and, and girls bent over and guys went, Ooh, or guys went, Ooh, look at her. And the girl went, he, yeah. and everybody that we watched it, we all saw the movies and, and everybody was having sex and, and, grabbing up people and it was perfectly it was considered perfectly normal that doesn't make it right but and i can be aware of the fact that it's not right but it doesn't change the fact that it largely influences the way i interpret my, you know what i mean like i have to i have to stop myself and untrain myself like yeah. this is the argument people make about racism when people go well it's going away and if we just don't talk about it it's like bullshit because to become a not sexist man who doesn't just like inherently just have these feelings, right? Like I'm allowed to dislike a woman if she's, if I don't like her. Right. But the idea of disliking people specifically because of this thing or, or begrudging them. Like when you said, Oh, she's pretty, she probably had everything handed her her whole life and blah, blah, blah. Right. Now you might say that if you see a really good looking guy too, right. You might have the same exact response with both of them. Right. But with her, they'll probably, be a bit more venom but maybe not who knows right but like undoing that kind of thinking right like undoing that takes work the the awareness of the fact that you have the deficiency doesn't magically make it go away and i think there's something how like in this country we have this belief that if we're aware of a problem it will magically go away because we're aware of it like you know so just if we expose it and go oh shit slavery was wrong Oh, okay, cool. Let's outlaw it. Cool. Great. Good. All done now. But there was no work done, right? Like, and I say that only as a man who is consciously undoing my sexist training, right? Like, it, it, you know, that I, I would imagine that it, 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 it does take work. It takes real work and effort. You know what I mean? It's not just a thing, you know, if that makes sense. It does. And it, you, you made something pop into my head that uh, bothers me more than ever now. Um, <laughs> okay. No, it's because it's, we, it, 
I remember, I've, I've heard this my whole life. And in the past, maybe three to four years, maybe since me too, it's become a verboten statement. It's become a, oh, it's when someone says, hey, I have daughters. Don't think that I act that way. Like, oh, you shouldn't act that way because, uh, you know, like, like it's an out. And I get that some people might use it as an out. But as someone with a daughter, it does change you. And I, I think it can be a legitimate say to say, you know, maybe I used to talk like this or I was younger and I, I used to think or act this way. And now I have a daughter and I look back and go, holy shit, I don't want people to act that way toward my daughter. I need to be a better person. I'm, again, I'm sure some people just say I have a daughter as a way of trying to explain or empathize. But I think there also it can be a genuine empathy in saying, no, look, I have a mother. I have a, there are women in my life. I'm trying to do better as a man. And so I know I don't like it when people automatically discount that that saying. Does that make sense? Or yes, here's the 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 it's but it's kind of like it, it it rings of but I have a black I have a friend. black friend. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear you. And and, and the the pro, the thing is that like in your case it makes a difference, right? In my case, having a sister didn't make me always do right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't say I always did right, but I can say that I kind of grew up out of shitty behavior faster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the kind of shitty behavior when we were like, my friends and I were young teenagers, like doing dumb shit, you know? Like, stuff that that's the thing like stuff that would never fly nowadays would never fly like like in the catholic school guy, guys pulling up girl skirts and running away yeah. or standing yeah. under standing under the stairwell going like this and looking up it's like it's not even that you even saw anything right but it's like that kind of dumb kind of juvenile behavior like that shit is really fucking bad right like i know it's childish i know it's immature and and as a guy who has stood under a stairwell at 13 or 14 and looked up, you can't really see anything anyway, but it's really like the idea of that being an acceptable form of behavior that the teachers just kind of like shook their finger at. And you know what I mean, and didn't yeah. say, listen, guys, this makes the girls really uncomfortable and it's really not okay to do this. Kind of, like they don't have to like beat, beat you over the head with it. But they, but they, but maybe they do. Like I don't know. Like maybe that's the kind of thing that, like, like it's a teachable moment. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we just call boys being boys that were really teaching moments where people could have could have pulled us aside and really taught us something that would have affected us. And instead, they left it up to a bunch of of of, of pubescent hormonal teenagers to figure out the birds and the bees you know what i mean like they left it to us to figure out and we surely made a fucking mess of it you know i, what I mean? need to interrupt you because uh you i don't want to lose this thread because you just made me think that the idea that i have a daughter is i have a black friend i hear you and maybe that's what it becomes what you just said having a daughter became a teachable moment yeah because right. if you write absolutely right so because right. I, I i hear like i get how it sounds discountable but 
it, it's it's in the phrasing. It's in the phrasing. Like, you know, my yeah. daughter changed me. I, I was never, you know, a Harvey Weinstein, but I was a young, dumb guy. And right, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So and, it's, and, I like and, teachable moments. So it's, it's, it's not a blanket statement that, you know, I would never do that. I've got daughters. It's like having a daughter made me a better man. Right. Absolutely. And, that would be a better friend. And here's the here's the ultimate problem because I think you're right. I think that that if you phrase it in a way that explains how your daughter has changed you, I think people will allow for that to be a good, a solid reason. Right. But you'll have to back it up. Or right? the simple fact well, that because you have these relationships, and until you yeah. are living with someone and bonded to them in marriage, you know, I don't want to say relationships are disposable but your marriage changes you and it can't, you know, like, Oh, yeah. So I, I get how saying, well, I have a yeah. wife is a, is a disposable statement, but yeah, my marriage people, changed me. Right. It's is a much more reasonable, right. Because plenty of people yell and scream and, and have violent marriages and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so, right. But, but saying it like phrasing it in a way of showing how it's enabled you to grow. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's fair. I think that's a reasonable one. I want to, I, I thought of this while you were, uh, I, Jake and I talked about this uh, on the mm -hmm. audio part of the podcast. This, this actually hit the news. We were making fun of it and I will still make fun of it. Uh, but we, we're, you and I tend to talk more uh, down to earth, less, less, we, have, we carry a different tone when we speak. Um, this, this hit the news today. Uh, an NHL announcer talked about the bubble the NHL is in. I know you don't follow sports, but the NBA is in a bubble so that the players can't leave the hotel so no one gets COVID. And the NHL is doing that as well. And this commentator said, well, this is good for them. These guys can just focus on playing hockey and you know there are no women as a distraction. And it's not that Twitter blew up, but a lot of people are like, oh, he needs to be fired. Women are not a distraction. Women are empowered. Women are great. And I'm like, <laughs> you are fucking idiots. What he is saying is that young men are morons. They think with their dick and that's all they do. And if there aren't women around, yeah, they're just going to have to focus on hockey. It was not an anti-woman statement. And I thought it was really interesting that people tried to really blow it out of proportion. I, I, I thought it was sad people is... tried to blow it out of, or did not try. They did blow it out of proportion. What do you think upon hearing that? Am I insane? I thought it was an anti-man statement, this, and rightfully so. Well, it's, it's it's interesting because I think that this will tie into something that that um, was sent about the black vegans, right? The the uh, if food is now woke or something. Oh, about, I did see that. Right. Right. White, so, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. So, so this, white these women two are taking are veganism from black. I, I don't remember. It was just this now, absurd. But now, but here's an interesting thing, right? Because these two things are going to relate to each other in a second. Why? Right, watch this. It's going to be like it's like this. Ready? Like that. Need <laughs> <laughs> to show that to Truman. Truman, I've got a magic trick. Except I'll screw it up. I'll probably go like this. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> But I have to say that I was listening to a woman the other day, this woman Gia Tolentino. Uh, I guess she's a writer 
from New Yorker, where she was right for Jezebel, and she's a, a big feminist writer. And she said something interesting about the she's getting a lot of blowback from the feminist community because what she's arguing, she's saying to a degree that like, yes, sexism may be a part of what's going on, but it may not be the most important thing in the room that's going on, right? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, had, a, I had a similar kind of theory because I'm smart like her, you know. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I had a similar theory about the degrees right like it's a percentage game right like if i don't get the job maybe part of it is because i'm black but maybe that's not all of it and if that's 10 percent of it and 90 percent of it is something else like not like is that okay but is this maybe just a game of percentages and ratios right like sexism and racism and these things are going to be kind of like we're trying to dial them back, but I don't know that they'll ever get dialed back a hundred percent. I'm laughing you because you made me think like uh, if you didn't get the job, yeah, your being black was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was uh, you know right. like, you, were, you were on the fence, but you were black, so it just yeah, it just didn't right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, but like you know what I mean, like like sometimes like like. Uh, don't forget, trying you're trying to, to tie this to black veganism. I'm, I'm. I, uh, I, I, I am in a second. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to say something without like offending every single fucking group. Like this fucking time period we live in, it's fucking absurd, right? Like, but if you do uh, say it, maybe someone will hear it. It'll go viral, and then we'll have attention, like we need. Well, like, all right, like, let's say you go to see a, a band, right? And they are a group of fill in the blank, whatever minority oppressed group we're talking about is up there on stage. lesbian Eskimos. There you go. And let's say that they sucked, right? Can I say that? Right? And, 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 and if my thought process is like, like if I say something derogatory about whatever the group they are, it's like when you're in your car and you go, you know, like somebody cuts you off and you go fucking whatever they happen to be is what you say, right? It's like, it's like, I don't want to say it's like acceptable racism because it's not, but well, like there is a degree to which like sometimes you take your thought that, well, these people suck and this shit sucks and you just wrap it in with some other stupid bullshit that makes you smile or laugh. Do you know what I mean? I do. I was going to go somewhere different with that. I was going to try and give you a real example. Can I give you two real examples really quick? Yeah. But I don't think they fit now. Because <laughs> sure. you said you wrapped it in with the, the, the other part to be funny. Because right. I thought you were saying you're not allowed to criticize anything that you're not a part of. I thought that because um, the all-female Ghostbusters reboot, I haven't seen it. I have no interest in it. And when it came out, I wasn't allowed to say I have no interest in it because then I'm immediately sexist. I had no interest in it because it was a reboot of a favorite movie of mine. If it had been a, just a reboot, reboot with four men, I still would not have seen it. I had zero interest in it. The, the fact, so that, if you said anything against that movie, you were immediately labeled sexist. Same thing yeah. with Wonder Woman. I saw Wonder Woman. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a good movie. It's very bad. It's a very bad movie. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that right now, but if you said it when it was coming out, 
everything was about female empowerment. This is the greatest movie wow. ever because it's a, a, a female superhero. It's, it's this, it's that. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't care. Yeah. Man, it's just a bad movie. I mean, the, you couldn't say that the, because you were sexist. I'll, 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 I'll add on to that. As a black person, right? Wait, this you're is black. A big ho- uh-huh. This I is don't a- see black. I see. <laughs> we're not going to go down this. <laughs> I'm not going to go down gray. it. Um, it's a Hollywood thing you hear a lot, right? But, but I, but, it, but just in general, right? Like black people, we can't criticize black art. Because there's so little of it, like if you're like paintings, right? Black painters, we can't criticize them, even if the, if you think the shit sucks, right? Uh, you because guys are so criticize DJ Khaled and he sucks. Khaled, Khaled, right. he sucks. Right. And I just... mean, but that's the thing. And but white people aren't allowed to criticize it either, right? Like if like what you're saying about Wonder Woman, like nobody can say anything about it, right? Like if women say Wonder Woman, well, they they go, well, it sucked, right? But it was fun to see, but it was kind of dumb like you know whatever it's action-packed and lots of this and lots of that but all in all it was a shitty movie right if they say that not that that's what i think but let's say they say that right women would jump on them for saying that and if men don't say anything but then how do you create a system in which we don't allow bullshit to slide through in the guise of multiculturalism right like how do like like right how do you keep the standard high in a place where actually where the free market economy does what it's supposed to, right? In a jazz musician world, in a comedian world, right? You talk about all the guys hanging out at the comedy store and how they all would fucking beat on each other on a regular basis. And that's what made them better, is the, the stiff competition is what actually made them better. In the jazz world, it's real competition, friendly competition, mind you, but competition nonetheless, that you're people pushing it and, and a high standard of excellence they made the things be what they are. And if, if black people can't criticize black art, even when it's shit, then how does that make the art better? Does, you know what I mean? Like, it's a catch-22, right? Because you can't criticize them, right? Like, I, if, if there's a black bass player who's putting out solo albums and I go, his shit sucks, when there's, like, so few of them that I should be the first guy out to buy them just to support my brother bass player making an album, right? Then with that mindset how do we ever get the stuff to be great do you know what i mean am i making sense you are and like, it's, it's, it's like uh, a weird catch-22 you know what i mean yeah. and what and you and white people like white people can't criticize black art either right because you're racist if you criticize it legitimately like let's say that uh what was the the second jordan movie us right get out right did but you saw get out Right. I saw the reason I didn't see us is because I, I saw Get Out and and I didn't I saw Get Out after it was so hyped that it had to be the best movie in the world. And when it was just good, it, it did here. The, the main reason I did not see us is because Get Out pissed me off so much for one reason. One little thing when he was in the chair in front of the TV and he strapped in and then uh, I, I'm, I have seen but he, a couple scenes later, he pulls the the whatever out of it. It's like, no, your your arms are strapped in the chair. There's no way he could have torn out uh, filling right. the chair to shove in his ears. It just bothered yeah. me so much that little inconsistency. I'm like, 
there's no way he could have done it. I, 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 all the, the racial, I, you know, themes and everything was very good, but I was just too bothered by that. Right. That kind of con- lack of continuity. Yes. Right. The fact that he was strapped right. in the chair. But no, you can't. Well, we can talk about it now. But if you, yeah. but if when, but in us, the moment, us, in the moment, you can't right. say, I didn't enjoy Wonder Woman because you're a bad person. You right. can't say. Exactly. Right. You can't say. Uh, I mean, I, I, I saw oh. it. I, yeah, I was just going to say, in the moment, you can't say Get Out is not the best fi- picture I've ever seen, right. because you're, I thought it was just fine, you know? Like, No, but, but here's what I will say, right? As a, as a uh, again, I don't speak for all Black people, but as me, as a Black sure. dude, right? Seeing people who look like me in situations behaving in ways that make sense to me, right? <laughs> like... It, it was refreshing to not look and watch somebody run and fall down and then go into the room that you know you would never go into in real life if the scary right. person was there and watch the person like but like the the fake fight scenes and stuff. I was like, Ugh. like I'm just so tired of seeing stuff that I know wouldn't happen. And when you watch a black dude do some shit, he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. He was like, you know, you're like, yes, that's exactly what you do. And everything he did is something that made sense to me it wasn't fucking nonsense it actually made a little bit of sense so to yeah. me I, I, I like, liked all that about the film right. i had that I, one, I will, two problems right. one i saw it after it was too hyped and that was on me so right. it had absolutely. to be the best film absolutely. ever and two the shit in his ears that's it otherwise i thought right. i really enjoyed it absolutely I, I, but here's the question right was it was it a great movie i really liked it right I enjoyed it too. Was it was it the most original movie? No, well, they, they said it was the combination. Key. All he did was watch the skeleton skeleton key and remake it. I mean, right? It's kind of like skeleton key. Somebody else said Stepford Wives. Somebody else said like there's a handful of movies where the idea and and there's a handful of sci-fi stories and things that we would have grown up on that are similar plot lines right where somebody right. like invasion of the body snatchers or any of this stuff like it's it's not i don't it's not that it's not but it is i thought his take on it was a unique take i would agree right? with that. but but it is a but it's like the hero's journey there's 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 one there's well there's like five stories we just all try to tell them in a way that makes them appear newish, you know, but there's really only a handful of stories, right? I actually sort of lied to you too. The other reason I didn't see us is, uh, I was, I was on the fence. I thought it looked like a great premise. I'm like, Oh, this is fucking freaky. And I actually read, uh, a spoiler review of it that said, spoiler to anybody watching that hasn't seen us, that doesn't want to ruin for them. Uh, said that the ending was like secret government program of doppelgangers. I'm like, it just, it it seemed like it was a big buildup of something neat that turned into something tinfoil hat. Like it, it didn't seem like a great payoff. Like, wait, so the government's making, I mean, uh, it doesn't seem like I want to see that. So that's the other reason I didn't see it. You had asked, I, so actually, we, we've gone way that, down a tangent. You were bringing up no, us but, for some but reason. That, but that's actually why, because like I saw it and I was like, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I was like, it's interesting. Yeah. That's what it was interesting. But did I think it was an amazing piece of cinematic genius? Mm, oh, right. Know. That's where we started. Like, is you're not allowed to like, criticize it. Right. right. Like, I mean, and, and in all honesty, maybe it's just over my head. Really, literally, literally, maybe I just don't get it. Like, and that's totally possible. 
it also just could just not be great. Who knows? I don't know. I, and it's all opinion, right? And not everything you write is going to be a home run, right? So who am I to criticize his work, right? But at the same time, it's really interesting to not be able to criticize it, to not be able to give a negative opinion, right? Because there's so few Black writers in that genre that anytime anybody's in it, we kind of just have to go, yes, brother, you go for it because there's so many Black people who are into that kind of stuff that don't have a voice because most of when people think of Black people, they think sports and music and the obvious things. But there's plenty of yeah. Black people who like sci-fi and like horror and write horror and draw things that would be graphic novels. And they're just regular people who like that thing and they don't have a voice in this. And when they go to go get a job, the first thing people say is, Black people aren't interested in this. Black people don't like this. So we're not going to hire you or give you the thing. At least that's what it appears to be, right? I, I don't I don't know people in that world. So this is, you know, what are we looking at? You uh, catch the fire alarm just went off. It did a chirp. Ah. So I, don't know how, I don't know how often it's going to do that. But, uh, All right. of course, it happens as it gets close to bedtime. Well, at least it didn't happen at 2 well, a.m. So if it gets I mean, annoying, I can pause this and edit it out or not. But make uh, sure it's, uh, is that a carbon monoxide tester? Like if you pass out, you know, <laughs> that could be a thing. Well, if, yeah. if, uh, I mean, if I pass out, call 911. Yes. Okay. Um, anyway, but, uh, uh, you know what you made me think of just now mm-hmm. is, uh, and I'll open with a genuine, genuine, com- uh, not compliment, but genuine. I love the movie Black Panther. I think it is fantastic. Absolutely. It's not the best Marvel movie, yet it got nominated for an Oscar. And I think it rode a wave of, you know, pushing an agenda. And someone already, someone pointed that out and got blasted. Uh, I mean, it's a great well, what movie. Do you, what do you think is the best? Just out of curiosity. Maybe The Winter Soldier or Civil War. I think those, the, mm-hmm. those two Captain Americas are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are really well put together. Sure. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white guy. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I didn't like about uh, Black Panther, and I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. The thing I did not like is he was, you, first of all, you knew how it was going to end. Uh, and you know that with any movie that the hero is going to win. But I didn't get a sense of danger. Even when he lost, I'm like, okay, some, so, so I, I already knew the ending. Like, and the ending he's got to overcome. But he was too invincible to me. Like, it was, it was just a little too much. It was, uh, put the suit on, nobody can beat me up. Like, oh, I absorb energy, you can shoot me, you know, I can release the energy. I mean, it was just a little too powerful. The only time he was vulnerable is when he had the power stripped from him and then he lost. I'm like, okay. So that, that was my one thing is like just too, too much easy ass kicking without any sense of danger. That was it. But yeah, it was a great story. I thought it was a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun. And the, 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 uh, some of the themes were just outstanding. The museum scene, you know, like all the the things that were stolen and the idea of colonization. I, I, it was all fantastic, but um, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it, and I would, I would even, I would tend to agree with you. I'm not sure that I would say Civil War or Captain America, any of the Captain America ones would be my favorite, but I would say that Marvel has made a lot of movies, and I don't know that Black Panther is the best. I would definitely put it up in the top. Oh, it's you in know, the top. Five, in the, in the, I in would the say. top. It's, it's yeah, up. it's definitely in the top. Again, 
here's the thing, right? And this is this will tie into the black vegan thing, right? Actually, very quickly, kicks the shit out of the other blonde-haired, blue-eyed devil. I mean, that second Thor movie, I saw it once. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. That one was no. Yeah, good. The, I, I, they didn't put a lot of energy in. For some reason, they didn't put a lot of. They, they seem to really like the Iron Man thing. They put a lot of energy into yeah. the Captain America one. They put energy into the Avengers all that stuff but it seemed like yeah the thor they yeah, they just somehow thought that well the second thor. the first one kenneth yeah. Branagh did a very good job and the third one outstanding but that second one whew. yeah <laughs> well which brings again, me to something else finish up your vegan thing and i would like to i have an idea for a segue but it, it yeah. just i thought of it let me write it down um i think that when it comes to the black panther thing again Aside from all the like the 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 pro black stuff, right? Which is like, what I enjoyed silly, about it, right? It's not silly, but like it's really cool. But like, there's a certain like part of it. It's a little bit ham fisted, as they would say. It's a little bit overdone, right? With a little bit of like the oh, what what can I do for you, white colonizer and stuff? I was like, oh, that's just unnecessary. Actually, that like, that's me laugh. it made me laugh too, but it's unnecessary. Like yeah. it's it's an unnecessary cheap shot. And it's and it's like it's like there's like this racial hierarchy thing, right? Like as long as you appear to be punching up, it's okay, right? As long as you're punching up, you can kind of do whatever you want, right? And that somehow the act of punching up implies that there isn't up, which means you're not actually equal. Because if you were equal, you'd have to shut the fuck up, because you'd be equals, you know what I mean? And it wouldn't, you wouldn't talk to people like that, That's right? Like, yeah. like the, I'm not wording it right, but there's something about- well, I, I can hear where you're- not, But it's like, yeah. it's like the fact that you accept the fact that you're punching up means that you accept the fact that this person is better than you, yeah. or at least yeah. higher than you. And, and like, there's an, it's like, there's a, uh, you know, I'm not phrasing it right, but there's a thing in there that I don't like. And I can't crap quite wrap my mind around it, but I don't like it. No, like, you're it throwing at the clean. dartboard and you're hitting. It might not be a bullseye, yeah. but I I didn't think of it that yeah. way. But I I know what you were saying. I hear you. Yeah, I don't, and it's like and it's like a cheap high. You know what I mean? And everybody gets a laugh out of it, and and white people even find it funny because it's clever, and everybody gets to experience their thing. But it's like look, ah, it's just so unnecessary. You know what I mean? And so there was a lot of that in there that I, I was like, that it was just unnecessary. But I loved seeing black people, black faces, black women being portrayed as beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really liked it. It was really nice to see, like, people who look like me running around doing, like, dope shit, like fighting soldiers and, you know, beating people up and just doing complete, like, if I'm going to suspend my sense of reality, it's nice to do it to see people look like me every now and then. Not that I don't want to see why I would li I like to see, I like Iron Man just as much as everybody else does. I also like Black Panther. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what, what made me happy about Black Panther is how many little white kids went and saw it. And how many little white, like white boys wanted to be Black Panther for Halloween. It's like, it's kind of cool that like the younger generation doesn't, their parents don't think that's weird. Because when you and I were growing up, that shit would have been weird. It would have been okay 
but it would have been weird. Like little white kids who wanted to be Mr. T for Halloween. It wasn't cool. I think a lot you know of kids I mean? wanted to be Mr. T for Halloween. Exactly, but I don't think their parents were down with it. Oh, you know, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what did Eddie Murphy say? They like Michael Jackson. He can go out Brooke Shields because he's Michael Jackson. Eddie, I can't go out there because Eddie be fucking. Really quickly, this has nothing to do with anything, but the other thing that bumped uh, Black Panther down just a notch was the uh, um, uh, those silly rhino- fighting rhinoceroses at the end. I'm like, yeah, that was a little, oh. was a little, little silly. I mean, I know I was supposed to suspend my dis- my my belief and all. And it was it was just a little like, okay, a little little silly. The the uh, monster I mean, rhinoceroses. Right. I mean, it, again, it's one of those things. It's like right, like. But again, if I'm supposed to believe that Thor lives on some magical planet where they can do all that stuff, it's like then I might as well be able to accept that rhinoceros is. It's a cartoon crazy. movie, and we're picking it right. apart. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like who's who's who would win in a fight, Mighty Mouse or Superman? Well, Superman, because he's a real person, right? <laughs> Not the uh, so. uh, the dead body movie, isn't that it? So I'm going to tie this into the veganism thing, right? So are white women taking over veganism and yoga and all this other stuff? Well, it's the same thing, right? 90% of the vegetarians that I've known my whole life have not been white people, right? Black people have been doing the vegetarian thing before it was a fad, right? Most of the Indian people, South Asian Right, the, like tons of them, and South Indian Asian. Yeah, I get. Uh, I'm I'm just thinking uh, racist but, and like, uh, hello barbecue. Um, oh, I'm not saying the black folks don't like meat. I'm just saying that that I have known for decades black vegetarians. Okay, right, and black people, tons of people who come from islands, they eat meat and stuff, but they have they like the idea of like black people eating healthy and stuff is not something again that's ever been marketed the right way towards black people but black people do it all the time and i think that it's like it's one of those things where i don't think it's whitewashing of it but i think that there's a way in which it's marketed as a lifestyle that is only really for certain people right when this was the argument when i was doing the yoga thing they they had pictures of me and they put them all, all over the place. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like my friends would go to the, right. They would go to the, to the ashram and they'd be like pictures of me doing yoga. And people were like, dude, you're like famous. I saw you. I went to this famous place and they saw you picture. And I was like, Oh, that's just ridiculous. But it's like, because that was one of the arguments that people have been making is that like yoga eating healthy and things are there's tons of that in the black community always has been but it's like kept like as a secret and so the idea of black people being vegan and being able to be used in the same way as it's much like with the 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 producers like who make scary movies who are black it's like well there's so few of them but there's not so few of them that's the thing there's a perception that there's so few but i know a half dozen black yoga studio owners who've been doing it for 20 plus years. I know tons of black vegetarians who've been vegetarian, like since they were teenagers, you know what I mean? And there's like, there's never a light shined on these people for some reason. Like it's seen as like, there's no community for it. And there's a huge community for it. 
And that's the thing. So I think that the argument that they're making is based in that. I don't, I didn't, I read the article and I was like, well, some of the stuff is like, part of it again is like, okay, I get it. But to go back to that other thing, is this the most important thing in the room? Right? Or now that people are bringing light to it, let's all just join forces and come together and have a movement of healthy eating for all communities, right? Like, is it like, like now that there is acceptance, is it really important for us to talk about the ways in which there wasn't yesterday if there is today? Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't know the answer to that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You know? I do, and I'm, this is gonna sound like a joke, but I don't mean it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Do, do black vegans and vegetarians and, and people that do yoga really want a light shined on them because some of the most insufferable people to society's eyes are the white vegans and yoga <laughs> and vegetarians. I mean, they're fucking and, annoying. That's and, why whole foods get people. <laughs> picked on. Right. I mean, I, I have a vegan friend. I can tell you two stories. I have a vegan friend. I have a vegan acquaintance. I'll, I'll start with that one. Who... I did a vegan joke. I made a vegan joke. And then a year later, I tagged that one vegan joke with an, with an like, oh, it became an AB. And I posted it on Facebook. He said, man, all you do is bully vegans. And I'm like, that's an interesting <laughs> thing. Like I have, at the time, I had five one-hour comedy CDs out. That's five hours. And in that five hours, less than two minutes was on veganism. And it was like, that's all you talk about. It's like, well, that's your perception since that's what you wanted. But I, and I thought that was interesting. And first of all, bullying vegans actually use that word. You're bullying vegans. Oh, fuck off. And then <laughs> another, the guy that inspired the first joke was a friend who, who inspired the first vegan joke by being insufferable. Like I, I remember <laughs> bouncing a joke off him about goodwill and he went immediately into well, goodwill keeps us out of uh, the, the big corporations and supporting name brands and keeps your clothes out of landfills. I'm like, oh my fucking God, all I wanted to do is tell you a joke. And you went off on this preachy save the world shit. I mean, <laughs> do black people want to be a part of that community. Don't you think they want to live in hiding again? I'm not trying to be funny. If I was a black <laughs> vegan, I'd keep it to myself. Well, this is exactly what I wanted to say before. And somehow it ties back to the other thing when we're talking about how this is how we're going to get into race. Because about comedy being able to say, say what it wants. People used to say, and, I, and people say all the time, I hear this from a lot of conservative white people. I have a handful of conservative white friends and they'll say, God, man, a guy used to be able to tell a joke. Right? Right. Now, I think that if we're talking about the sexism, racism thing, I think that for years, there was a legitimate power differential between people. And so the, if you, you had to take it, right? If you were a woman and your boss grabbed you by the ass and body pressure up against the wall, you had to just kind of smile and take it because you had no agency. And if you really needed the job, you just had to smile and take it. If you were a 74-year-old black man and some 28-year-old white dude walks in and goes, hey, boy, push the elevator button for me. You, yes, sir. And you had to do it because that was, that was your lot, right? That was, it's either that or don't work, right? And I think that because there were so many years of that, 
I think that white people actually thought that black people or white dudes thought that women like like that. You know what I mean? Because there's so many years where they were allowed to get away with it wholesale that they actually believed, because the act was convincing. Oh, yes, sir, boss. Oh, yeah, boss. We're going to do exactly what you want, boss. Then the minute the guy bossed up, they're like, that cracker motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, it was the first words out of their mouth when he left, but they don't know that. You know what I mean? And now people are saying, I don't want to hear these jokes. And people are really pissed off. Well, let me, let me interrupt you there, because I think that's, it, it goes back to what you asked. Should comedians be able to say what they want and me saying yes? And I, I think, that, and that's why I said that nappy-headed hose, um, Don Imus, I drew a blank on his name for a second, was <laughs> a comedian. And that's why his comment was inappropriate. You said, is it okay for him to try to be funny? Sure, if he wants to hit an open microphone and say, okay, don't take anything I'm saying on stage seriously, and then it has to be funny he was just making an offhand disparaging remark. Even if he thought he was being funny, he was being funny in that way that is not funny and it's disrespectful and it's what women and black people and people of color and you know, the people that didn't have any power had to put up with, like you just said. And I think that's why there's a backlash against that. I think mm -hmm. if, and what is the joke you are making? If you are on stage making a joke about black, gay, whatever, you know, is it, intend to harm or is it a universal truth or joke i think there are you know, variations that's why i argued against don Imus. you said is it okay for him to say that I mean, he's not a comedian he was a commentator he was talking about I mean, a basketball that's game that's valid that's valid i mean and that, it's funny because like it right it comes full circle right like like because, and, and I guess that's really what it is, right? This is where the power differential really makes a difference, right? Because you can have a you can have a whole society of people, or at least a segment of a whole society of people, that believe that these people are okay with things the way they are because those people have no say in it. Right. And I think that's what I think that's when people are talking about what the, what it means to have consent, right? Like if you're a 75 year old black man and a 16 year old white boy can order you around, like you have no consent, right? <laughs> right, like that, and that's what they mean, right? When they're talking about like there there because there's no world in which like a 16 year old anything should be able to boss around a 50 year old anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Let alone with the, the, the racial implications and stuff. And so like if one person, one group of people has no agency, like what's what's a woman gonna do if the guy's calling her honey sweet sweetie toots, whatever, sitting her on his lap and patting her on the ass every time she comes by, but she needs that job. Yeah, you know, what's she gonna do? She has no agency, right? And everywhere she goes, she's gonna get the same treatment. Right. So like what difference does it make? And I think that's a powerful thing, right? So I think you're right, right? Like, and I, and arguably as people now have agency, that stuff changes, right? And with the advent of stuff like multiculturalism, stuff like Black Panther, you have little white boys running around wanting to be Black Panther for, for Halloween, right? Which has never happened in history in the same way, right? The number of, of, of white people who legitimately look up to black people as their idols, right? Not just in sports and music, but like like Obama or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like there's let me, let me like, say you know, very quickly because I wanted to say this earlier. Yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah, yeah. I called this in 
fuck if I remember what year, when the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man came out, I remember clear as a bell, Hollywood going, holy shit, this movie made a hundred million dollars right out of the gate. This is insane. Who thought it was going to be this big? We're, we're, you know, the demographics are insane. And I don't know that anybody ever figured it out, but I said, I knew it was going to be that big. Spider-Man, you have Batman and he wears a cowl, but he has this. Superman, you see his face. All of Spider-Man was the first movie where it's like, all right, we're going to hide the identity. So Asian kids, black kids, Indian kids, anybody can say, ooh, that's me in that costume. Absolutely. That's why it was so big. And Absolutely. now we've come full circle to, like you said, little white kids are seeing Black Panther cover head to toe and they can put themselves inside that costume. You don't Absolutely. see that with Captain America. You will now right. that the uh, Falcon's taking over, but uh, yeah. I, 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 there should have been articles written on it about fantasy and, and the fact that you couldn't see Spider-Man's skin tone. It, it was, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I got it right away. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a, and it's a powerful, the visuals are powerful, right? Like, yeah. I think what we're, what we're fighting for in this country is who gets to write the story, right? Like, whose point of view are we going to tell the story from? And for the past several hundred years, we've had one point of view. And now, um, now other people are like, well, but I have a point of view on those same things, right? Because if you and I go see a movie, right, and then we both write a review, we can have seen the same movie, enjoyed ourselves, like enjoyed hanging out with each other and eating food, sneaking food in the movies, doing whatever the fuck we do, right? And then both write two completely different reviews. Like we can have two very different experiences while having the same experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. And for years, lots of people have been having an experience and only one group of people has been able to really write about, like one group of people has controlled the narrative to a degree, right? Like you don't hear the story of the settlers from the perspective of the Native Americans. It's a very different story. You know what I mean? very different story it's a remarkably different story if you read their version of it you know what i mean like it's like when you go down south and they call it the war of northern aggression right that is a legitimate perspective right and we laugh war of northern aggression (laughs) right i think that they're nuts and wanted to keep fucking humans as as fucking tools right as farm equipment i think it's they did Right, right. I think it's a reprehensible and thing. Aggressively but, wanted to end that. Right, well, the North exactly. aggressively wanted to maintain the union. But. Right, maintain the union and make sure that they could keep that tax money flowing that was coming from slavery and yeah. didn't want the South to have an advantage. But, well, not even but, the money that was coming from slavery. Well, I mean, the, the idea cotton and tobacco were huge. I mean, so I mean, yeah, get rid were, of the slaves, uh, keep paying in the taxes. I mean, you just at one point, they were 80% of the. Of, the, the GDP of this nation was 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 tied into slavery directly. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for 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 a long time. You know what I mean? Like it's not a it's you know, but like, but there are two versions of the Civil War, right? And both of them are accurate. There are three versions, right? There's the black people's version of it, who were like free soldiers who were fighting. There's white people, there's escaped slaves who were fighting, and there were escaped slaves. Like if you go back to the Revolutionary War, there's 
the escaped slaves were fighting on the side of the British because the British said, if we win, you guys will be free. Yeah. Right? We don't ever talk. Right? There's like a bunch of different perspectives that you could tell these stories from. And now lots of people are have the opportunity to put their perspective forward. Well, and I think that... Person, so I did see glory. So I feel like... Right, I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like, but there's something interesting. Like, it's interesting that the pushback we're, that a lot of people are getting is not... It's like when they talk about the 1619 Project being invalid or whatever. It's like, well, no. It's just another perspective, right? Like, we want... It seems like right. we want to have one... One overarching person. Not against that. I don't, I don't even want to go down that path. Oh no, no point. Pulling funding but, because of that. It was just absurd. Right. But but, but it is interesting, and, and to a degree, I would say that this is going to be controversial. The the South with their little stupid monuments and shit. You know what I mean? Right. They legitimately have a different perspective. Do you know what I mean? They're not wrong. They legitimately have a different perspective. Like the idea that the, that, her, that their heritage doesn't equal hate and stuff. I think that's just bullshit, right? I, like, like, I've done I, would, I would agree with you if not for the fact that they, they if you look at the timeline, the statues went yeah. up during civil yeah, rights. And the, some of them, yeah, some of them went up right in the fifties and sixties and stuff. Yeah. Like it's a load of bullshit, right? Right. But it, it was. It was definitely a know your place nonsense. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fucking nonsense in that way. But in another way, in another way, like I understand that they legitimately do things differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there is a way in which they the south is the south and the north is the north and the west is the west and the midwest is the midwest right like they're not all the same we all might look similar right there's a guy i'm sure who lives on the east coast who looks remarkably similar to you probably very few people in iowa who look similar to me <laughs> no i'm kidding no i'm seriously like, i'm, 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 I'm jail, sure i'm sure that, i'm sure right exactly I'm sure there's a dozen black dudes with dreadlocks right <laughs> who play bass, right? I'm sure half the bass players out there play dudes with dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, remember but, yeah, earlier you, know, you said that uh, you were the, the yoga star? You should move to Iowa and be the bass player. You would be the king. <laughs> the bass player. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, that black guy moved in. What's he doing? Oh, he's the bass player. <laughs> exactly. Get a token t-shirt. Be awesome. Oh, it'll be so good. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's put a cherry on yeah, it. What do you indeed, say? Man. start going down too many more tributaries. Yeah, and I, I, have a, I, have some, I have a joke to tell you that I can't tell you on air. Cause okay. Uh, you got oh, any, because you might, got any you know, shows coming up? Oh, I do. We're playing, uh, Katie and I are playing trio with John Hummel. Uh, me, Katie, John Hummel on drums this Wednesday at, in Woodbridge. What's the name? Outdoor, uh, the 26th, Wednesday the 26th. I believe the show starts at 7. And there's two acts. It's it's a kind of a female fronted blues night. Uh, a woman named Carrie. Uh, I want to say Powers, but I'm not. I might be getting that wrong. Anybody who's in for the first time, uh, for some reason, that's a, a, Barrett's the musical director for the Katie Henry Band. So that's the trio he's yes. talking about. Is it, and uh, yeah. so. Wednesday the 26th, probably 7 p.m. I'll look this all up. Yeah, seven ish. Uh, and and, uh, and it's, it's. I think it's at the. I think it's the, the in Woodbridge, the high school and the library. 
share a park, essentially. I think it's in the park of the high school slash library, I believe. Katie, but it's an outdoor show. We'll yeah, it's it. free. Yeah, it's free and all. It's a free outdoor show. And it's really, it's a fun thing. We're playing like, we're playing a bunch of good music and, and Hummel's a killing drummer. So it's a good show to come see. Nice. So yeah, what you um, got going on? I'll put that up on the screen. I got nothing. This was yeah. my gig for the uh, year. I, as I put it, like, <laughs> I hope I get to tell jokes again before the year is out. I really had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> so no, the, the, CD, quick. The, the album of mine that ended up on uh, yes. Spotify, on uh, yeah, man, XM, that is so called awesome. This Could Get Awkward. I'll throw a graphic up of it right now. Yeah. And if uh, you don't have Sirius XM, guess what? You can listen to the entire thing on Spotify, you can pull me up on Pandora, you can uh, Apple Music, Google Play, wherever you want. Um, this could get awkward, five new tracks going on Sirius XM. Yeah, man. Good yeah. shit, dude, good shit. Good yeah, man, good to talk to you. Yeah, man. Let's shut this recording off and say what we really think about race and gender. Yeah. <laughs>